Hello and welcome to the Atlas podcast. This is our first ever episode. I'm your host for this episode, Kaylee Atlas, and I'm going to be talking about my story of enlightenment. So um, I don't have any notes for this episode. I'm literally just going to see what arises naturally, take my mind back to those years ago where it began, even though it didn't even begin and it didn't even end, which sounds really contradictory because when it comes to enlightenment, you end up right back where you started, which I will talk about more later on. So I'm going to take back to, because people often ask me on Instagram, reach out to me and they say things like, did you have a kundalini awakening? Did you have this? Did you have like some kind of enlightenment experience which brought you here? And the answer is no. Um, I was just drawn here quite naturally. I feel like there was like this seed planted within me um, that was always going to get me here. And words are really contradictory here. So if I'm saying like getting to enlightenment, but there is no getting to enlightenment, you'll understand later on. Um, so yeah, so I kind of look at it like maybe before I came uh, to this physical world, I was just like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll come. I'll come be in a meat suit. I'll come to earth, but on one condition that I'm in the world, not of it. Like, I don't want to be lost in the dream of separation because it fucking sucks. I like, that's just like a a joke I have with Kevin I don't know if that's true obviously but um it was definitely like strongly planted within me like this just this pull um towards enlightenment that was very natural and very intuitive there wasn't like this um particular big reason why I was doing it it was just kind of like there was this seed within me kind of like the the universe was just holding my hand and was just going like come this way come this way come this way um and yeah, that's what's happened. So um, I used to be very, what you describe as unconscious, like very ego identified. And um, when I was young, when I was, oh, I still am young. <laughs> um, when I was like 18 and I was at university, I have some memories from then um, of some things that were kind of going through my head that I didn't know at the time because I was still completely what you'd call unconscious back then. Um, I had no idea what the ego was. Uh, I was completely like walking around like a zombie, like had no idea what went through my head all day long. Um, just like, yeah, acting on autopilot all the time. So I had some memories of um, what it was like for me that I'm going to talk about here Um personally living in that egocentric state the ego is it's very similar in everyone it has the same like attributes and um if that's what you can call it same themes that you can say of survival but it does vary to person to person like some egos can be very needy and and insecure and some egos can be very self-absorbed and some can be very narcissistic and some can be very codependent um it literally just depends on your environment and some people don't have that survival ego within them some people were brought up in homes that you could say that were like very um their parents were very in tune to their needs so they don't they didn't have that survival um mechanism of the ego they still have an ego and they still feel separate but it just won't be as um intense you could say but with me it was pretty intense um yeah it was very very insecure so, like, the memories that I have from university, I can see like, myself from, like, a zoomed-out perspective of what was going through my mind. At the time, I had no idea this was going through my mind, but in hindsight, I can see it. And it was kind of like these things, like, um, lots of themes of insecurity. So, like, if I would go for a 
a night out with my friends the next day. Sometimes alcohol can like make your nervous system um, a little chaotic, like anxious, which it would do with me. And I had no idea this was happening, but that energy within my body would arise into my mind and then it would control the ego and it would uh, rift off of things like, oh my God, what did I do last night? And what does this person think of me? And well, what do they think of me? And it's just like when you're in the ego- egocentric state, the world revolves around me. Everything's about me and how others perceive me. Um, obviously, when that dies, that's just not here anymore because there is no separate self here anymore. Uh, so that was a prevalent theme. What do they think of me? Um, it's, it's well, When you don't know yourself, your true self as consciousness, you are going to be probably a little bit insecure to a degree. Um, but I was very insecure, like super sensitive, very insecure. But I came, but I felt very numb within. Um, and I came across like I really had my shit together to uh, to other people. Um, and I remember like, I, I always, I was so like, um, I was so shy, which is egoic as well. Cause I give way too much of a shit of what people thought about me. Um, which doesn't arise anymore, obviously. Like your natural self doesn't give a shit what other people think because that's on them, it's not personal, but the ego makes everything seem like it's personal, so yeah, I was super shy, um, I couldn't approach people very well, um, insecure for sure, um, yeah, and I remember my, <laughs> this is quite funny, but my, my flatmate, a new, a new flatmate of mine, she was, um, making like this, this, this sounds disgusting, but this chunder chart, it's like, we were 18 year olds at the time, so it was like amount of times uh, each of us in the flat threw up we had to like draw a little tally on the chart and um I remember it was and she said oh Kaylee I think you'd be the grey pen because she wanted to put our names in a colour and I, and obviously I don't I didn't see this at this time but from a zoomed out perspective I could tell what was going through my mind at the time was oh my god what does that mean about me or what does she think about me am I boring like and all of this kind of insecurity of like me 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 which is fucking exhausting as you can imagine um so let's fast forward a couple of years so like there's lots of insecurity and self-doubt and stuff like that and then um I got into a relationship um with someone and I kind of had this um this idea which of course as you go like everything I'm saying here is that I was going to be saved by a partner that once I had a boyfriend and I was very fussy about the kind of man I would um let in but um sorry about that signal that's just the door um, yeah, I felt like I was, I thought I was going to be saved, and, like, I would listen to these, like, romantic songs, like, Taylor Swift on repeat, like, like, like I was going to be saved by this partner, and once I got into a relationship, I was going to be happy, like, that was the thing, I was going to be happy, once I got this guy, I was going to be happy, so I met the guy, um, we got together, and this is another pivotal moment for me, which I'm just picking out in this podcast, like, pivotal moments in this kind of story, um, realizations and everything that stand out to me in particular um I must have been about 21 at this age at this time and um I wasn't happy he didn't make me happy let's just say that um he was a really nice person um everything that I wanted in a man but I had so much conditioning within me and so many weird like egoic ideas that this person gonna make me happy that it just caused so much dysfunction and I remember, like, just, like, laying on the floor in my in my room at university, and I was just thinking, fuck, this doesn't make me happy. Like, it must be him. Like, what's up with him? Like, something's wrong with him, obviously, because I'm not happy right now. It must be him. And ego will always do that. It's always, like, this um, 
avoidance of looking within because the ego doesn't like to be watched so it just projected it projects everything outwards so of course it was never about me it was always about him um so that that relationship went on a little bit longer there was like nice parts and then like fighting and everything and I remember him saying to me things like um like I would pick fights like unconsciously I didn't know I was doing this but I would pick fights for like no reason it's because like that's the kind of household I grew up in like me and my family were always fighting um it was just normal to just rip each other every single day at dinner time like <laughs> like it's so weird but like that was normal for me and I remember him saying like I don't think it's normal to fight this much and I was like no no it's totally normal because it was normal to me because that's how I grew up um but that's not the same perspective I had a little bit later on. But at that time, I was still thinking, this is normal. This is how relationships are. Because these are the relationships that I've obviously been modelled. Um, so, yeah. And um, he lived in, in Gran Canaria. And I remember being out there. And these were pivotal moments for me as well. Like, he was seeing things around him. Like, oh, did you just see that? Did you just see that? And I was so lost within my mind. I didn't see anything happening. I was like, what? No. Like, I was just literally, like, possessed by thought. Um, I was numb all the time. I thought, well, you know, when I'm out in a nice sunny country, I might, you know, feel something. I've got this, I've got that. But there was still this void that I couldn't put my finger on. This void within of, like, there's just something missing. There's just, this isn't it. I thought this would be it, but this isn't it. So um, that relationship didn't last long, unsurprisingly. And even when he broke up with me, there was kind of these thoughts that were going through my head, like trying to work out why why he broke up with me. I, could, I had a complete inability to self-reflect, um, which, you know, some egos have that, like some don't have that as much, but it's quite what people would say narcissistic. And I did have a little bit of egoic narcissistic conditioning. I wasn't the kind of codependent. I was more like on the opposite spectrum. Um, and I had, yeah, I remember like thinking like, why is he broken up with me? Like I literally, ha- literally had no idea. Um, like it being in that egocentric state of being is so stupid. Like you're literally so dumb. Like you can't see things. You, you, <laughs> you can't see what's uh, in plain sight. Um, cause you live in a box in your head basically. So, um, yeah time went on um I think I did start to like awaken a little bit more and start to say hang on a minute maybe that wasn't so cool of my behavior wait like I remember oh wait this is a little bit later actually I think I picked up the power of now at this point and I found it boring I remember picking up the power of now by Eckhart Tolle and I found it boring because it didn't tell me how to manifest my dream life so I put that to one side, but something within me was saying, you'll, you'll come back to this later on, so keep hold of it. So I kept hold of it, and uh, so I manifested my dream job to work on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. Um, and I talk about this this kind of, like, the most pivotal moment for me in awakening. You can say on my Instagram, people probably hear me a lot talk about this, is um, I basically sat on a beach in Barbados. I, I literally thought after the relationship... It wasn't the relationship that was going to make me happy. It was the the amazing location that was going to make me happy. And I sat on this beach in Barbados. I looked out at the most beautiful horizon and I was like, fuck, this fails to make me happy. And it wasn't that, you know, you can't be grateful while appreciative and see the beauty that's there, which can be quite hard to see the beauties that's there because the ego veils it so much in that separate state. Like, the beauty of the world is literally hidden. It, it, becomes, across, it comes across so mundane 
um, even a beach, like it can be like that longing to be in the beach and you're there, it's like, mm, yeah, what's next? It's more like that kind of vibe within the egocentric state. It's always what's next, what's next, what's next. It's always a denial of this or like a short term enjoyment. And then what's next? It's always focused on um, what it can get next because it likes to want more than it likes to have. Um, so, yeah, I remember thinking this this failed to make me happy. Um, and I also remember thinking on the, on the beach that same day was like something is missing. I described it as that. I was like, something is missing. I didn't know what at that point, but I was starting to discover that um, this wasn't external. What was the void that I had my whole life, um, nothing external could fill it. So I was like 22 at that age now, and I had that realisation that nothing external was going to fix this void within me. So you can imagine what happened next. Um... I actually moved to Australia and I remember feeling the pull to to go out in Sydney one day and buy this book. So then I go into the bookstore and I discover A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle and that one hit me like a ton of bricks. It was the best thing I had ever read at the time. Um, He started... The the thing that's so good about Tolle that I I tell other people is that he talks about... um, He shows the nature of the mind and that's what you need when it comes to awakening. You just need to see through the egoic mind. And someone like Tolly, he there's so many um, structures of the ego. There's so many um, stories there that there's a lot. So he he doesn't name all of them, but he he does name some. I remember um, in his books that can really um, you know set in a new wave of consciousness, you could say. Um, so as I was reading that book and he was listing some of the ways in which the ego is, I was just like, oh my god, this is me. This is me. This is me. This and this is me. Um, and because I had that realization and I could see what was going on within me for the like that was coming even more prevalent, then you start to awaken, then consciousness begins to set in, so now you're no longer the program, you're no longer completely lost, completely unconscious, and unaware of yourself and how you think and how you be. you're now able to observe the ego because you've seen through it so um yeah, Australia, I just kept going, kept um, reading books. I don't really remember, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there was these moments of like um, just witnessing what was going on through my mind. But there was still very much a, um, what I would call um, an identification with it still. There was still a lot of ident- identification with what was going through uh, my mind at the time. Um and and it comes in layers, like you see different things in layers, and I was starting to see some at that point in time. Um, and then I talk about this, this is how I started my Instagram account in the first place, actually, was I met my current partner, Kevin, in New Zealand. Um, and that relationship was dysfunctional, to say the least. So... Um, yeah, basically, um, but we were just like fighting all the time, rubbing up against each other. I don't know if you could find two people who had the complete opposite patterns who would just like rub up against each other so much. Both had huge egos um, at the time, so that was getting really involved in the relationship. Um, but again, like I said at the beginning, there was always something guiding me, like holding my hand saying, come this way, come this way, come this way. And there was kind of like this inner knowing deep within me, which is what intuition is, was saying 
this is for you this is this is this is good this is what this is what you want um even on the surface level it's like of course from a human perspective this is not what you want you do not want a dysfunctional relationship nobody does um but i was seeing it i was knowing deep down within me that it was an opportunity it was an opportunity to awaken um so yeah a lot of ego came out in the relationship because relationships really are the ego's playground um you know fulfill me love me make me happy always about me so it just becomes easier to see um yeah and that's when it really started to deepen i really started to see some of the darker sides of layers of ego that i had within me like i discovered um that i had lots of shame like um lots of shame and guilt um going through my mind every day which obviously i couldn't see before which is kind of nuts to me to think i went around my whole life carrying this what i describe as sometimes like a heavy rucksack of rocks just carrying that heavy load around with me everywhere i went and i didn't even realize um so yeah i had um lots of shame lots of guilt lots of still insecurity still loads of it oh it was so thick and horrible um and then of course like that that same voice would come through the back door which is what I tell my clients, um, which would be in the form of self-judgment. So then there was shame, and then there was self-judgment, and there was a bit of guilt, and then there was some self-judgment. And that's all the same thing. Um, from the start of the true self, there's no mental suffering whatsoever. So if there's shame, guilt, self-judgment, it's all the same thing. Um, it's all ego. And um, once the true self sees through that, it is gone. So awakening literally is just seeing the signs of the ego knowing what it is seeing it arise within you and then bam you see it from the perspective of the true self which sees through it and it's like this just like see straight through it um and sometimes that happens immediately and sometimes it's just like you can say when you just get finally sick of the bullshit you just withdraw your attention to it and that, from it and that's it like awakening is so simple um, and if there's someone there complicating it or making it hard or trying to do mantras and meditations to get it or something um nothing wrong with uh meditation by the way if you feel like it if you like i feel drawn to a meditation like when i was awakening um i felt, always felt drawn to like sit on park benches and just do nothing um there's nothing wrong with these things but it's it is it from the stance of i'm gonna do this to get something i'm gonna do this to get self-realization i'm gonna do this to get enlightenment then of course that's the ego and again, if there's anyone making it really hard or, oh my God, my ego or anything like that, it's the same voice come through the back door. This is just a simpleness. You could say what some people describe as the neutral observer. That is the true self. It's not, you don't put the ego in drawers of good and bad or right or wrong because you're in the game of duality if you're doing that. What the true self sees the ego as, um, I think A Course in Miracles says this, is meaningless. It simply is meaningless. So it's not good, it's not bad, it's not right or wrong. It's certainly not interesting um it just is what it is it's uh it's nonsense it's just it's meaningless there's no investment in it um yeah so if there is like oh my ego blah, 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 seven, nine, blah, 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 like that kind of energy it's, it's just it's more of the same thing it's very neutral from this standpoint um yeah so f fast forward there's probably so many more like moments but you know i i, f I find it hard to remember from this stance of enlightenment um the past is um really light so it's, it's kind of hard to grasp the memories like if i think about how it used to be like the past and the future seemed very real and um very interesting and very important oh, i'm staring at my neighbors um yeah but from this stance um that's all so light um and not interesting 
um and when that drops that that illusion of the you know the illusion of the past is real and the future is real um everything comes into the forefront like now becomes very alive um you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I mean, you would. Like, you still have preferences, like, on where you'd want to be, but, like, the, the aliveness of now is seen. The magic of now is seen, and it's no longer veiled because the ego basically um, casts a, an, a, like, a filter or something, you could say, like that, that makes it just um, look like shit. Um, yeah, so fast forward, um, maybe, like, two and a half years, something like that. And this is all the, in the game of time. So bear with me for the with this, because this is the linear time that I'm talking about is also an illusion. It's just it's just story. Um, but yeah, so basically, um, I wake up one morning and the ego's there and I can hear it very well and it's just like chatting away like oh no this oh no that like first thing in the morning bang you wake up and there it is like chatting through the mind, um and it's really loud, um. And then one day I wake up and it's just not there. And I just walk to the cof- the local coffee shop and, um, yeah, and I was just like, I went to pick up my coffee and I was just like, there's no separate person in this body. And then I kind of laughed and shrugged and was like, that's so obvious. And then it was just kind of like, I was saying to myself, hey, um, I don't have a life, I am life. And I was like, yeah, of course, that's that's just so obvious. But like two weeks before that, I was actually walking around thinking to myself, what the fuck does no separation really mean? So um, that wasn't so obvious then. In the dream of separation, this is not obvious at all. It sounds very strange. Um, But I was always drawn to um, enlightened people and the way that they see the world. So I just basically, you could say studied them, but I was just uh, uh, very observant of enlightened people. Um, But I wasn't trying to mentally understand it. There wasn't this strong yearning like, oh, I need to be enlightened. I need to get something that they have. Because the truth is about enlightened people is they don't have something you have. It's not a gain, it's most definitely a loss, but the ego sees it as some kind of gain that it can get, that it can learn, that it can obtain, but nobody has this. Enlightenment is the natural state that everybody already is, so if someone's trying to obtain it and someone's trying to get it, of course, that's the the game of um, separation. But yeah, that day, um, for me, enlightenment, Everything came off in chunks. Ego came off in chunks. It came off story by story or layer by layer. So for me, although it was extraordinary and there was these moments before just kind of leading up to enlightenment um, that were extraordinary, things like, you know, I was just so in love with life. That's how it manifested for me. I was just in love with everything. And for no particular reason, um, like I'd walk around my village saying, oh, this is good and this is so good. But like I wasn't talking about anything in particular. I couldn't pinpoint something I was talking about. There was just energy arising deep from within me or like that everything is so good. Um, and the, the perfection and the simplicity of life that I could see, like I saw this plant blowing in the wind just before and I, I literally had tears in my eyes. There's times when I just literally would tear up from the perfection of life um, leading up to it or like I, I sometimes, like I walked around a supermarket the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Like this is incredible. And I'm literally just walking around a supermarket because you're literally, you're in the world and not of it. So that is incredible now. Um, just being a human, just experiencing life, it's incredible. Um, so that's how that manifests here. But what I was basically coming back to is Eckhart Tolle or Byron Katie or anyone like that, um, they talked about enlightenment for them. It was like this snap, bang, thing. It was, it was immediate. Um, 
and they suddenly put they went from a state of deep suffering to a sta- to a state of enlightenment which would be a huge energetic difference so it would seem like a big deal to them so then when it comes to awakening the ego has this idea that enlightenment is going to be some huge great big amazing bang like oh my god like this place is magical my dog's a unicorn like tripping out on lsd like it's going to be like this or something it's it's nothing like that it's actually very ordinary um but when you go from um an energetic standpoint of deep suffering to an energetic standpoint of enlightenment that's going to seem like a big deal but for me because it was gradual and it came off in chunks um it was more of a shrug i was just i was i was just shrugging and laughing And, and that was it but it was quite ordinary um, I could see everything, like, I remember walking over the fields around the back of my house and everything was, like, in the forefront, you could say. Everything was fully here, fully alive, like, aliveness here now. Um, and there was no distraction of, oh, the past, oh, the future, me, 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 me. Like, what goes through the mind of the ego all day is, like, me this, me that, oh, me, 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 me. That's, that's all it is, is about. It's always about me. Um, but that that dies. That just completely just goes and there's just life. There's just you expressing yourself as life. Um, and it's seeing that there is... I didn't know what oneness meant. It's just seeing that everyone is life too. Everyone is you, you can say. Like, life is everyone appearing differently. There is only one. There is only life appearing as all characters. There is only life appearing as everything. Um, yeah, so nothing really is known. The ego lives in its bubble if it knows what this is and everything like that. But this is the unknown state. This is just complete loss of mind um like jesus said it's the peace that surpasses all understanding and he's saying understanding because it's it cannot be grasped by the mind the mind gives up the ego is the mind what we refer to in non-duality basically the mind just goes belly up it surrenders and it's seen like that but there's no one that gets it because everybody at their core is already enlightened so it's kind of weird if people say to me, like, you're an enlightened being. I'm just like, wait, 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 what? It's not something that I think about. I don't see any separation already, like, between me and my friends. I don't think, oh, I'm enlightened, they're not. There's no such thought that goes through one's mind here like that. It's just very ordinary like that. You just, like people say, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. It's very, very much the same like that. But it's just a different way of perceiving the world, you can say. Um, it's basically without all the heavy conditioning the kid it's basically just the conditioned self's gone that's it and then you can see like it's that god force energy can move through you now there's no longer that that weighted blanket weighing you down mentally um yeah so coming back to what i meant when i said that you end up right back where you started is because when i talk about that pivotal moment on the beach in barbados when i was like oh something's missing and i've got to find it kind of thing of course, that's that's a separate self talking right there. That's the ego looking for something. But I, the true self, was there the whole time. I was there on that beach, what it was looking for. I was there when it was uh, walking around, longing for a relationship to make it happy. I was there, and that's the wholeness in which the ego searches for in the world of form. I was there all the time. This true self was there the whole time. It was simply obscured. It was simply being looked for. It's like looking for a pair of glasses that are on your head. So, of course, nobody becomes enlightened. Nobody gets enlightenment because it is already. So it's funny to think that I've sat on that beach and I went on this journey of chasing my tail of, like, how do I get enlightenment? Because I was already. 
but that's how the mind gets involved of like I'm going on a spiritual journey through linear time to get something what actually happens is you know you might time is an appearance but what happens is actually say I was in a Eckhart seminar or something something he would say would resonate with the heart of intuition you could say it would resonate with the true self if the mind wasn't there trying to get it it would reach the true self and a layer would come off that's how it actually works it's not that someone goes on a journey to get enlightenment it's just that the layers keep coming off so this most definitely definitely is never ever 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 a becoming it's an unbecoming but most of the world you you just take a look at instagram they live in the in a bubble of becoming become confident become this get this get this there's nothing wrong with that that seems perfection too from the stance but life isn't like that like everything that's sought for is already within you the kingdom of heaven is already within you so all of this becoming is probably going to start to feel off if it doesn't already feel off to you now it will feel off to you soon because it's just the mind like the whole self-help kind of um what's it called industry like i I, the amount of self-help books that i read here is ridiculous um always journaling my thoughts my feelings none of that arises anymore um because thoughts are not interesting, feelings are momentary and they go. Nothing sticks around anymore because there's no mental stories that are keeping things sticking around. Um, yeah, so there's no one that needs help anymore, so there's no self-help. Like, I actually had a client not long ago, she, and I said to her before we started working to them, I was like, get ready to burn the books. You are not going to need them anymore. They're just going to, like, fall away. They're just not going to be interesting anymore because these are for the mind. Um, It wants to get it, it wants to learn, it wants to how to know how to have a happy and fulfilled life. But this message of enlightenment is, this is already it. This is what's sought for. Right here, right now, what's looking through your eyes is everything that is being searched for. So that's to condense um, my story of enlightenment down into half an hour. Uh, I don't think anything more needs to be said, so I'll leave it at that. Thank you.